Hello and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast. This podcast is done by two ladies who play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Wheel of Crime podcast. My name is Jen. And my name is Emily. Yes, welcome one and all. How <laughs> how are you all doing? I know you can't answer, but I'm curious. Yeah, tell us. Um, use that telepathy that you guys have going on. That you've you've practiced and have now <laughs> have now conquered since our astral projection episode. Exactly. Tell us, guys. How are you? Yes. What's but- up? Yeah, or you could tell me, Jen. <laughs> how, how how are you? How has your week been? My week has been stressful, but I do have some good news. Ooh, I'm excited. What what kind of good news? Well, give me a drum roll, M. <laughs> you guys can officially listen to the Wheel of Crime podcast on iHeartRadio. Yeah, we have finally. Made it to iHeartRadio. We took our time, but we're there now. <laughs> we we belong on the iHeartRadio platform, you know? Yeah. So that's exciting. And uh, apparently somebody just punched a car in my building. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yes. You know, this remote recording has brought a lot of interesting challenges, Em. I will say so. I didn't realize that my biggest... Uh, intrusions would be my cat being obsessed with the microphone or just people in my building being maniacs but i should have seen both of those coming but really you should have i really should have um i'm just trying to think about how my week has been but honestly i have the mental capacity of a goldfish and i honestly can't remember what happened even today but i will tell you what (laughs) happened before we started recording because i was a little bit late to our recording session today and i haven't really told jenny why yet do tell (laughs) so other than the just getting off work and trying to figure my life out it was hot as hell in my apartment and i said to myself maybe i will pour myself a glass of wine because that sounds like a good time and also it's been in my fridge all day and i have not so that is also a plus so i go and I pull Big out this plus. yes, I pull out this bottle of Moscato, and I'm like, "Gee whiz, it looks delicious! Look at it. There's a little bit of condensation on it. This is gonna be stellar." <laughs> I haven't even opened it yet, and I'm like, "Gee, this is gonna be so good!" And then, and then, so I gotta say, I haven't bought this brand before. I can't even remember what it is right now. But shout out to Moscato in general, I guess. Um, <laughs> but. I literally, it, it was a twist off cap, so it wasn't like a, like a cork bottle. I twisted mm-hmm. the cap and apparently there was a plastic seal. And I don't know how long this thing has been in the fridge for, but the pressure from the inside of the bottle to the room was not in balance. And it shot off this little plastic seal, went like into the distance and it scared me. So bad, and I had ringing in my ear because I literally like was cracking while holding it up to my face because I was like, "Ooh, it's cold," and I just like my soul <laughs> left my body, and then I went and saw God, and He looked so disappointed. And then I came back, and I'm like standing at the counter, and like my hands are shaking, and there's wine all over the counter, and I was like. <laughs> And I, I mean, like, it's I don't know. even more funny because I can imagine that exact situation. Because I can see it in my head. Well, like, I'm trying my best because it was just <laughs> so traumatizing. And I, like, seriously looked at the bottle afterwards and I was like, how bad do I want this? <laughs> <laughs> Not interested anymore. And also, how am I going to store it? Because, like, the plastic seal had managed to warp the cap, too, because of, like, how much pressure was in the bottle. And I was just looking at it and I was like... This is a problem for later. But I did pour well, myself I whole... probably the biggest glass of wine. 
Oh my god. Ever. It is literally to the brim, guys. Oh, it's so delicious, though. But you have a whole bottle to drink now. Only the seal's half of a gone. bottle now. We're looking for a oh. good time. <laughs> oh my god. We're going back to our original concept for this show. Getting I drunk know. and talking about crime. Listen, Aww. it's a secret. Nobody knows. Shh. It's a secret. <laughs> those, those episodes are still up. They're no, I don't want to hear about it. On the no, I don't want to hear about it. They're all secrets. But that is not a secret. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're available. And I'm telling you that I choose to forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so anyways that's been my day and i am so ready to spin the wheel of crime now <laughs> oh my god well now i feel like i need a drink oh yeah get yourself a drink do 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 hold on guys <laughs> we're going intermission we're we're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship to jen's kitchen I'm gonna try. Do I want? No, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I love your hot second where you're like, mm, do I want an opinion? Nope. <laughs> okay, guys, we're back, Ooh. and we're we're going OG today. Ooh, orange wow. juice. Okay. No original, original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come I am. Get with the hip lingo. Listen, my hands are still shaking from my traumatizing experience. I got I got nothing else to say. Okay, guys, are you ready for this? Ooh. Ah, refreshing. Ooh. <laughs> so today, today we've got um, hibiscus infused lemonade, uh, a vodka beverage, Spor- sparkling organic cold pressed juice. Okay, now I want one of those. You, you'll have to the, feed me one when I come visit you. <laughs> the last one that I had was like a charcoal lemonade and it was not great. Really? Not <laughs> it was kind of awful, which was why I had a momentary <laughs> like, should I have this drink? Is it going to be terrible also? I don't but, know. Uh, let's do a taste test. Oh, this is your first time. That's exciting. This tastes exactly like, you know, when you like pick fresh raspberries at like a farm or something, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it tastes like. Okay. I definitely want one now. You better save one for me when I come down over the weekend. <laughs> that's delicious. That's awesome. Two thumbs up. I would drink this Woo-hoo. for sure. Now that our, our special uh, <laughs> drink segment... <laughs> We're bringing it back. We're in quarantine. No one has to drive home tonight. Like this is true. We're tipsy. We're getting lit. <laughs> I'm so okay. fucking tired. Anyways, let's spin, <laughs> spin the wheel. The of wheel. Time before I make more of an idiot out of myself. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, John, cut that out. <laughs> John's not editing these episodes. Oh God, I'm so sorry, future Jen. Uh, I don't have an answer for that. Um, let's just go with I'm still dumb. So, anyways. Oh my god. <laughs> what is going on over there? Uh, I'm not she sure. Threw, she <laughs> threw the phone on the ground. No, listen. It just, this magic thing happened where the ghost in my apartment flicked my phone off of the, <laughs> its stand and you just came flying at me. I was like, oh my god, oh my Jenny's god. attacking. <laughs> I mean, I'll never FaceTime you again, apparently. It's just too Only dangerous. Only phone calls from now on. Oh, exactly. But, but anyways, <clears throat> so <laughs> do you believe in alien encounters? So basically, when somebody is talking to you and they're like, oh my god, like I have totally seen an alien before is that is that something that you're willing to believe or are you are you more likely to question it and like if so what's your reasoning okay so here's the thing and hopefully this isn't too controversial mm-hmm. because everyone's entitled to their own opinion so if you believe in aliens power to you yep i personally believe 
that it would be ignorant to think that there's no other life that exists in this universe other than humans and like whatever else is on earth. Um, I feel that other life on other planets somewhere in the universe definitely exists. Mm -hmm. The intelligence of that life uh, is is an unanswered question. So personally, if someone was like, hey, Jen, had a wild night, had an alien encounter, I would be like, uh, no. (laughs) Probs not. (laughs) Oh my god, I like how you phrased that though. You were like, man, last night I had an alien encounter. As if like they went to the bar and they just met like a giant alien and they were like, oh hey, what are you doing later? (laughs) You want to come back to my spaceship? I'm looking for an encounter. You want to have one? Oh my god. Uh, yeah. I just I just maybe they're real. I don't know to be honest with you, but I just kind of feel like probably not. I would say that is a fair that is a fair statement. I um I would agree I agree also with your first uh, preface for uh for the people with uh with um Saying that, uh, you know, they have confirmed UFOs exist, so we know that there's at least machines that fly that we don't know anything about uh, in the sky and that sort of thing. But I, mm-hmm. I too, am somebody where if somebody was like, hey, man, I had a wink, wink alien encounter, I would also probably be like, well, well did you know? <laughs> what, what else was going on that night? Do you, is there something you want to talk about? Was there drugs involved? Because then uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Oh, okay. Well, I will spin the wheel again. And hopefully you won't go flying into the sunset again. <laughs> hopefully. Okay, so what is the strangest experience you've ever had outside at nighttime? So like on a camping trip or like, uh, you know... I don't know, like, if you spend a lot of time outside, but I, <laughs> that was, I would assume, I would assume that at least, like, when people go camping, they have to, so I don't know. <laughs> you know me, I'm a city slicker. I pretty much just stay indoors. <laughs> <I'm a> city <laughs> slicker. <laughs> I ain't even have a hood of the grass. What are we talking about here? I know, pavement only concrete i only know what concrete i'm a a concrete baby oh yeah (laughs) um (laughs) the strangest thing that's happened to me outside um well this one time i was like running and that was kind of (laughs) strange In general, I ran outside at nighttime once. That was pretty weird. I, like, never run. I know, but um, I remember one time when I was in, like, middle school, like, probably grade six, and my parents used to go out for coffee every night. Like, that was their ritual. They Around, like, 10 p.m., they would go out for like a decaf coffee to get away from us kids and I had Mm -hmm. two older siblings so it wasn't a big deal like my sister was 10 years older than me my brother is six years older than me Mm -hmm. so they kind of had a built-in babysitter at that point and I was old enough to stay home alone at that point but I remember one time I think my sister was out with friends or something and uh my room used to be right across from hers and my brother didn't really care Mm -hmm. (laughs) as much so my parents went out for coffee and they, it was like a Friday night and they were like, please don't leave. Because sometimes I would go out for walks late at night, like late at night, like 9 p.m. Yeah. With like my brother or my dog or whatever. And we lived in a pretty safe neighborhood, so it was fine. But they mm-hmm. were like, it's getting late. Like, don't go out. Like, just stay in. Because I think maybe like they were just worried but because they told me not to, of course, I had to. As one does, and yes. it was like 11 p.m. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I need a Slurpee from the corner store. I need a good old sugar boost before bedtime. <laughs> it was Friday night, girl. I was staying up probably to like 4 a.m. Party. You know? 
I was scrapbooking, I think. I don't know what oh was happening. Oh my god, I completely forgot that you used to scrapbook. I used to look at you and be like, how is this fun? <laughs> who, who does this and why? I remember in middle school, there was an option class that you could take that was specific to scrapbooking. Oh, good grief. So I remember I that too. Took, I took that class and I remember staying up till literally 6 a.m. on weekends just scrapbooking, watching like TLC shows while in middle school. And my mom like was like, are you okay? Like, this is grandma behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Are you okay? This is grandma behavior. Is, is everything all right? Like, do you really need to scrapbook like through the entire night? Watching Say Yes to the Dress? <laughs> but, but anyways, I went out to go get a Slurpee and I was walking home and I was kind of nervous because I wasn't sure if my parents were home yet and they told me not to leave and I was a rebel and <laughs> went for a slurpee down the street. Yeah. And I remember this like car kind of following behind me and I got oh, like no. really I got really freaked out and I doubt that it was anything but I just remember they like were slowly rolling down the street behind me so I fucking booked her to my house <laughs> and I used to get really I used to freak myself out a lot because mm. I used to think that I would see a face in my parents front window of this creepy woman oh I yeah I think I've told you this story oh, yeah, before yeah, yeah. but anyways for the people who don't know me personally I was very afraid of uh Bloody Mary yes and I used to think that I saw her everywhere in my, like front front window and whatever and so when i got home i looked in there and i just like saw it and i like i had convinced myself it was real so then i was like do i get kidnapped or murdered i don't know well i mean at that point the choice isn't yours anymore it's just uh, buckle up and see what happens but then my parents like pulled up and they like saw me slurpy in hand and i'm just like hey Hi. guys what's up <laughs> this slurpy <laughs> I don't know how it got here. <laughs> Phil, Phil, how did my Slurpee get here? Exactly. So that's probably the weirdest, scariest thing that's ever happened to me outside. You, you know, besides though, running. You see, it's weird, though, about the whole vehicle following you thing. But I act because I actually just had something like that happen to me, like, last week, I think it was. I was doing a delivery for mm -hmm. work. And so, like, I was traveling by myself up to uh, Edmonton. And I like dropped off some stuff and I was like back in my truck like in the back of it like uh securing stuff down to the bed so that when I traveled back to the place that I'm from that nobody knows about um mm -hmm. that stuff wouldn't move around and get damaged right because I got had to bring right. it back this week and I was in this parking lot strapping things down and I felt like I was being watched so I turned around and I saw that there was this couple sitting in a vehicle like a few stalls down so I was like yeah whatever they're probably bored and waiting for somebody so I went back to what I was doing because I had like a mm -hmm. well for for context what I had in my hand was one of those like uh saran wrap wands for like wrapping packages and right. and it's like five minute passed and I was sitting there or not well, sitting but I was standing and I still felt like I was being watched and I turned around and they'd moved their vehicle so they were directly behind me oh gross yeah just watching me and at this point in my life, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> and just, I feel like I've had enough creepy things happen at this point. I just got so fed up. I just stood there in the back of the truck looking at them because I was like, well, I'm not going to pretend like I don't see you. And I took off my sunglasses so I could make eye contact with them. And I had the wand in my hand. And like for context, people, I'm like five foot three. Like I'm not that tall. I also <laughs> smile a lot. Like, I'm not a scary person. That's <laughs> true. And I had this wand in my hand, and I was just kind of, like, tapping it against my other hand thoughtfully, but I was, like, looking at them both in the eye, because uh, at that point, I'm like, okay, like, you're behaving suspiciously. I'm not a fan. I'm not exactly sure what you think you're going to do, but I'm going to look at you until you leave. And the second I made eye contact with both of them, and, like, like they kind of look at each other, and the guy, shit, like, changes gears, because they were idling, and sped out of the parking lot. Ew, I don't like that. They I know. Like, kind of figured they could sneak up on you or something. Yeah, like I'm like I'm not sure what the deal was, but I was just so fed up. <laughs> like I'm not even scared. I don't even know what they were thinking of doing. Like if it was gonna be a kidnapping, I mean, eh, 
It, it happens, I guess. But the fact that they were being annoying like that and just being creepy, I just got, I'm just, I'm so tired. Okay, but after our episode from last week where it was the couple who was kidnapping people. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Hmm. mind. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely didn't think about that. I wonder if they thought because of my height and big smile that maybe I was younger than what I looked like. And maybe when they saw that I was like strapping things down to the bed of the truck, they were like, oh, like maybe she's a proper adult. I don't know. Right. But I bet they probably weren't expecting me to make direct eye contact with them. I don't think they thought that was what was going to happen. <laughs> I don't, I feel like most people who do weird things like that don't expect you to actually confront them. Well, no. And that's my big thing too. I went so long just being somebody who doesn't want to cause problems to all of a sudden, like, if you want me something fucking creepy, I will call you out on it. If I don't, especially if I don't know you, I don't have a reason for you to like me. <laughs> I don't care yeah. about you. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Creepers be gone. Exactly. Goodbye, creepies. But I don't know. I was trying to think about what my creepiest thing or weirdest thing to happen to me at nighttime was. And honestly, the only thing I can think about is being at like church camp and we would sit around a fire and sing like these weird like Jesus songs. And one time this like <laughs> bat came out of the tree and swooped at my head. Ooh. Well, probably because I was sweaty and I looked too reflective, like the sun. It wanted to attack it. Mm. But I don't know. The Jesus songs really helped with that perspiration. 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 My prescription. Perspiration. Your prescription. (laughs) You're pressing your prescription into perspiration. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, uh, But anyways, it'll take too long to think. I'm gonna assume... The bats are just scary enough. Let's move on. Well, especially with coronavirus. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I was going to be test subject number one and the bat was like, oh, psych, and then just flew away. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> you could have started something. I know. Aww. You could have made history. Yeah, I could have been the inventor of the coronavirus. Wow. Oh, I don't know if that's what they're calling it, but sure. I don't know either. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, you almost flew away again. Have you been drinking Red Bull? No. Because it's going to give you wings. Anyways. Ew. (laughs) So, I did not phrase the sentence correctly. Oh, maybe I did. Never mind. Um, (laughs) If you could, what kind of farmer would you be? Because, mm. like, there's ranchers or, like, I don't know. I don't know if they would call people who grow flowers, like, a type of farmer or anything like that. But then there's, like, actual, like, food farmers or, like, with where we live, canola farmers. Yeehaw. I, I will be a wine farmer. I want I want my own orchard. Oh, <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> I mean, for obvious <laughs> reasons. Oh. <laughs> As we both take a sip of our alcoholic beverage. It's true. We're so adult. Um, oh my god. Oh my god. It's such adults. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought about this. I wouldn't be an animal farmer. Because as much as I love them, they could be nasty. Um, I wouldn't be an animal farmer because I think I would get too, like, way too sad. I just, I had an image pop in my head of somebody talking about, like, inseminating cows. And I just, I don't like it. <laughs> like, I'm not here for nope. it. Um, also, with any type so of I crop. Drink almond milk. Yes. I also drink almond milk. But for different reasons. Um... Not because cow insemination freaks you out? Isn't that why everyone drinks almond milk? Actually, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to go with that one from now on. (laughs) No, I'm trying to think. Because then crops have to deal a lot with, like, uh, pests. So, like, gophers and, like, bugs. I don't like either. Well, I mean, gophers are okay. I guess. They're kind of cute. From far away. Um, And then I don't like bugs. So I don't know, maybe maybe I would be like a like a like a coffee bean farmer, because at least like that would be relevant to my lifestyle. 
Still technically a plant, but like, I'd be okay with that. I mean, after you learn more about the human rights and justices that a lot of coffee farmers face, you might oh, change well, your mind. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the, the fact that you know more than me, and I'm going to change my answer to wine farmer. We can live together and be a wine farmers. Did you know, don't quote me on this, but I was reading a statistic <laughs> somewhere that if coffee, like if coffee farmers were actually paid like a fair equitable wage, do you know how much the average cup of coffee would cost? I have no idea. So right now for our Canadian viewers, you can get a Tim Hortons coffee for like $2. For American people, you can get like a Starbucks coffee for five. Well, if we were to pay those uh, coffee farmers a fair equitable wage, it'd be closer to like 20 or $30 a cup. For real? For real. Uh oh, <laughs> that really sucks. I mean, I mean, yeah. there's more words for that, but I'm just going to go with really sucks right now because that that is a lot of encompassing information. It's because the plant itself is so resource intensive that like the they can't use as much land oh, for it. Okay. Like, it has to be. I can't remember exactly, but it has to be grown in, like, a very contained area and only in very particular climates, Mm -hmm. which is why, like, a lot of times it comes from, like, Colombia or those types of places. Well, that's why, like, agriculturally speaking, that's why, for any of our Alberta listeners, that's why we grow canola, because it has to do with, like, our average temperatures during its harvest season, but then it also has to do with, like... How many times you can turn the soil throughout the year to be, or like throughout the years to be able to grow that much canola to use in vegetable oil and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. No, I think it makes sense. And I mean, hey, I feel like coffee farmers are on like a very similar level to the people who harvest our cocoa beans, which is also very unethical. Oof. Yikes. Well, at least you have <laughs> the information. Which still uses a lot of child labor. Yeah. See, at least you have the information. I just am not that smart. I just thought about it and I was like, mm, coffee, I would do that. <laughs> Free I coffee mean, for Emily. It would be pretty cool, but... <laughs> also, it uh, wouldn't even last because of where we live. There is absolutely no way you could even grow coffee. No. You know what? I'll just do no. corn. Corn's easy enough. <laughs> Ew. I can make a maze. Corn gives me a stomach ache, so you can't do that. It looks awful. I hate it. Anyways, let's, <laughs> let's spin let's the move on. again. What an ugly vegetable. I hate corn. <laughs> <laughs> what is this podcast that we do? It's a fucking mess. Anyways, um, <laughs> what is the best farm animal? Hmm. That's a tough question because... I know, because there's so many. On one hand, you've got the chicken, which is a classic, and... And also you your lifelong that... favorite <laughs> animal, period. Yeah. you got the chicken, but the other day when we were driving to Emerald Lake for a hike, we mm-hmm. saw this baby cow running, and it was so cute. So... But listen, <laughs> baby animals are all inherently adorable you can't say no to any baby animal and then you got pigs which are pretty freaking cute too i don't know i'm not super keen on pigs after uh that guy in bc who ended up getting arrested who fed prostitutes to his pigs i don't love them it's not the pigs fault i Um, guess (laughs) don't blame the pigs for the acts of a monster Fair enough. I will take that one. But anyway, sorry. I cut into the middle of what you were saying. And then you got turkeys. And I also love turkeys. They are so scary. What's wrong with you? They're so cute. Oh my god. They have ball sacks on their faces. Then they're mean. They're Actually, not, not mean. as mean as they're geese. They're just misunderstood. Not as mean they're as just geese. just misunderstood. Geese are cute too. Oh. This is my problem. I love What's them the all. What's the matter with you? I would have a whole farm in my house if I could. Oh, wait. You didn't grow up on a farm. I did. I see what the difference <laughs> no. is here. Remember City Slicker? Oh, yeah. Is that concrete is that jungle? Is to say? 
City's liquor? I don't yeah. think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't is, know it, is, it, is it bad to say, country boy, I love you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I question everything now. I'm like, is it inherently a bad thing to say that? I don't even know anymore. What's the root meaning of that word? Oh. Uh, I don't know. I assume it's somebody from the city who wears a lot of hair gel. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. I have no fucking idea. So, but no, what's if your I'm favorite? Super offensive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the chicken because I knew there's it. There's this. There's this meme from Keeping Up the, with the Kardashians that Jonathan, my boyfriend, and I reference all the time, where Kylie's mom is holding a pig. And she walks down the stairs and she's like, oh, my God, is it a chicken? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I love that meme Those so Kardashians. Much. I know. I just referenced the other one the other day where it's like, my diamond earring fell into the ocean. <laughs> Kim, people are dying. I've literally <laughs> never watched the Kardashians in my life. <laughs> but that one meme I've seen probably 800 times. But... No, so then do you have a favorite type of chicken then? Because they have so many different ones. Like, they've got those fluffy ones, like the silkies. And, like... Um... I like whatever Squawker was. You mean Squaker? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, Emily. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, Squaker was this chicken that we were supposed to be using for one of Jen's films. And... Listen, we had an interesting relationship, Squaker and I. Uh, the lady's like, hi, this chicken's name is Squawker. You may use him for your film shoot. And I was like, Emily, wrangle this chicken for me. And she's like, ah, yes, come here, Squaker. And yeah, I'm I was like, like come here, me? Squaker. And then I picked it up and it immediately bitch slapped me in the face with its wing. It was like, <laughs> how dare you? And I was like, oh, well, I guess uh, we're not going to be friends. Listen, this chicken had a cooler pad than I did. It lived in her house and it had it. And it had its own room in her house. That's a pretty sweet deal. Right? I fucking wish I was Squaker. Man, Squaker's living the life. Truly. But I am going to say probably those Highland cows, but only because I follow a page on Instagram where it's literally only pictures of Highland cows that they share. Like those really like mm. fluffy ones from Scotland. And they, they have my whole heart. Like, I love... They're so cute. They're so sweet. And they look so snuggly. Ah, uh, So snuggly. Can come home? Uh, well, not my home. And probably not your home. My parents' <laughs> home? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. They at least have a backyard and put up with both of us. So uh, I think that that matters for something. So sweet. Oh, but yes. So... Have you guessed my topic for this week? I'm guessing it has something to do with alien abductions or something that's scary that's happening in the dark. Okay, so (laughs) I'm just going to go through and read my description uh, in my super valley girl voice that I absolutely hate. And you can tell me what you (laughs) think afterwards, okay? Awesome! It's just like, kind of like this. So... Okay, like so. Cattle mutilation, also known as bovine excision and unexplained livestock death, is the killing and mutilation of cattle under unusual, usually bloodless, and anomalous circumstances. Worldwide, sheep, horses, goats, pigs, rabbits, cats, dogs, bison, deer, and elk have all been reported mutilated with similar bloodless excisions often an ear, an eyeball, jaw flesh, tongue, lymph nodes, genitals, and the rectum are removed. Since the first reports of animal mutilations, various explanations have been offered, ranging from the natural decomposition and normal predation to cults and secretive governmental and military agencies to a range of speculations, including cryptid predators like the chupacabra, uh, which is like a vampire-type beast from Mexico, Um, Mm -hmm. And extraterrestrials. Mutilations have been the subject of two independent federal investigations in the United States of America. America. Yes. So that is my (laughs) description. 
So, yes, I am going to be talking a little bit about what exactly makes cattle mutilation or I guess uh, animal mutilation, since I went through that list and uh, mentioned that it's not just cattle, uh, how -hmm. how the the mysterious, mysterious circumstances that surround all that type of stuff. That is very mysterious. But first, an adult beverage. Yes. Cheers. Cheers, podcast Ooh. listeners. Clink. <laughs> I'm dripping everywhere. This wine mess is just out of this world. So. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> Are you leaking? I'm just looking at what percentage this is. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, I didn't even check mine, so this is might be a very interesting story for one person, myself. Um, anyways. <laughs> so basically, as I adjust my microphone, the details are both grisly and strangely surgical. Corpses found under the open sky with their eyes plucked out, tongues removed, and their private parts excised all extracted with the utmost precision and leaving not a drop of blood. So that's just a quote. Um, So the earliest known documented outbreak of unexplained livestock death occurred in the early 1606, or I guess just in early 1606, not the, um, about the city of London and some other shires adjoining. Whole slaughters of sheep had been made In some places, their number 100, in others less, where nothing is taken from the sheep but their tallow and some inward parts, the whole carcasses and fleece remaining uh, still behind. Of this sundry conjectures, but most agree that it is tendeth towards fireworks. So everything I'm just reading is a quote about the first uh, documented case of uh, livestock mutilation. So that's right. why I sound very old timey right now. That's n- that's not a stylistic <laughs> choice. <laughs> ye old times. In ye old times. So the outbreak was noted in the official records of the Court of James in England. Charles Fort collected many accounts of cattle mutilations that occurred in England in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. John Keel mentioned investigating animal mutilation cases in 1966 while with Ivan T. Sanderson that were being reported in the upper Ohio River Valley around Galopolis, Ohio. The phenomenon remained largely unknown outside cattle raising communities until 1967 when the Pueblo chieftain in Pueblo, Colorado, published a story about a horse named Lady near Alamosa, Colorado, That was mysteriously killed and mutilated. The story was republished by the wider press and distributed nationwide. This case was the first to feature speculation that extraterrestrial beings and unidentified flying objects were associated with mutilation. So, one of the most shocking cases, the Lovett-Cunningham incident, or, well, I guess I should preface... So that was just a brief history into what cattle mutilation is and kind of what they had written on record for the earliest case versus when it started to gain a little bit popular, a little bit of popularity as a topic amongst people outside right. of just uh, farming communities who dealt with livestock and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. next, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about a case that is involved with cattle mutilation, but also is kind of like. A little bit of a mystery on its own, and that's what what I find so intriguing about it. So, full steam ahead. One of the most shocking cases, the Levette Cunningham incident, involves an American Air Force sergeant allegedly abducted by a saucer-like craft, after which his cleanly mutilated body was found in the New Mexico desert. In ufology circles, reports have circulated that the case was studied by Project Grudge. Ooh, yeah, that was a spooky one. Spooky. I don't like it. (laughs) Nope. One of the earliest U.S. Air Force programs tasked with investigating sightings of unidentified flying objects in the years after World War II. So Project Grudge was a short-lived precursor to the better-known Project Blue Book, 
which ran from 1951 to 1969, and many documents from which are now declassified. So the result of the Air Force investigation into the purported abduction was allegedly a 600-page document labeled Project Grudge Report 13. So you just you just love talking about declassified military documents, don't you, Em? It's so fascinating that there's all these things that the government will observe or try to study. And when the project concludes, you can actually go through and read what they had gained as information in that time about mm-hmm. all this weird stuff. Like, um, <laughs> like I'm trying, I'm trying to explain. I've done readings on like what the government has found for like UFO sightings and like all this other right. stuff. And it's insane. The kind of stuff that they observe and document and record in a military setting that are all things that like many people have witnessed in that time of being on the project. And it just blows your mind. Why is the CIA so fascinating? How many secrets do they have? I just feel like this is your cadet Ness coming out because Emily was 100% like a little is. cutie cadet when she was younger. I was, but I only played the bagpipes. Um, I wasn't that cool. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so the problem was is that no official information on Report Thirteen exists, and the U.S. government denies its very existence. So its details are only known from secondhand sources who claim to have seen and analyzed the document. So one account came from a controversial conspiracy theorist named William Cooper. He lived from 1943 to 2001, who asserts that he was tasked with analyzing an annotated version of the Grudge Report 13 in the early 1970s. So the other came from William English, a former Green Beret captain who says he too was asked to analyze the document while assigned to a U.S. security service at a former Royal Air Base in Chicksands, England. So... What makes that so interesting is that still today the government uh, is, uh, what's the right word to say? So they're like denying that this document exists? Yes, still to this day. But with that, it's kind of like they can deny as much as they want to because if it's not a declassified document, they have to, regardless of whether or not it's the truth. So it may just be a matter of it's not information that's declassified yet because they don't yet have the answers that they want from that or they aren't able or they found something that they are not comfortable with divulging to the public yet that's all that means so english dictated two audio cassettes outlining what he remembered from port 13 and recording to military encounters with extraterrestrials the real war of the worlds by author frank joseph english had also participated in a 1991 colorado radio broadcast where he discussed his findings Cooper and English's stories um, echo one. Uh, I keep losing the end of my sentence. It's fine. Uh, echo one another closely. So both recount an alleged incident of March in 1956 involving Air Force Sergeant Jonathan P. Lovett, who was assisting Major William Cunningham in the White Sands Missile Testing Grounds near Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. While searching for scattered debris from a recent rocket test, Cunningham was shocked when he heard a loud scream. Thinking that Lovett had perhaps been bitten by a snake, uh, English recounts Cunningham crossed into the dune to aid his partner while he purportedly witnessed one of the most bizarre human extraterrestrial encounters. So, instead of finding Lovett nursing a snake bite, Cunningham, according to English, uh, recounted seeing the soldier being dragged by a long serpentine arm wrapped around his legs connected to a silver disc hovering in the air about 15 to 20 feet away. So Cunningham watched, frozen in horror, as Lovett was pulled inside the craft, which then rose vertically into the sky. The Major then stumbled towards his jeep and radioed for assistance. Security teams arrived, and the disturbed... Um, geez. And the disturbed Cunningham was confined to the base hospital for observation and treatment after retelling what he believed he witnessed. According to Joseph's Military Encounters book, base personnel did confirm an unidentified radar contact near Holloman at the time Lovett vanished. The base dispatched search parties into the desert, but it would be three days before Lovett's nude corpse was discovered some 10 miles from the site of the alleged abduction. From all indicators... I know, right? 
It's super spooky. So from all indications, the body had been exposed to the elements for 24 to 48 hours. And according to English, the report offered no explanations of what might account for the missing third day. And the autopsy performed on Lovett raised more questions than delivered answers. So the first question was, why had Lovett's corpse been so severely mutilated? His tongue had been cut from the lower part of the jaw, his eyes gouged out, and his anus removed. In the Air Force medical examination report pertaining to the incident, English alleges that the coroner remarked on the apparent surgical skill used to remove the organs, in particular that, that the uh, in particular that the anus and genitalia had been neatly extracted like a plug. So Perhaps the most puzzling was the fact that the body had been completely drained of blood, but surprisingly, there was no vascular collapse usually associated with death by bleeding. So basically, with their report, they just figured they were... So at this point, it would have been three days that his body was in the desert, but the decomposition wasn't matching up. And then he is on top of that, all these other weird issues with his body, where it's like, what kind of animal would eat his anus. Like, what kind of animal eats a human asshole? None of them, as far as I know. <laughs> On top of, like, cutting out their tongue and removing their eyes, right? Maybe it was a serial killer who wanted to remove anything, like, but they were that in a, could possibly be used for identification. That is a good point. But keep in mind, this all took place in a military rocket testing ground. So that's all a fenced off area that only military personnel are allowed in, in the middle of the desert. Maybe the serial killer was from the military. <gasps> Ooh, scandalous. That or is a good point, though. there's some sort of weird mutated animal that they have that's basically Dexter. They could. I don't know. I gave it a lot of thought when I first read this. And I really, I do think that for like those particular things to have happened to his corpse, like not even like leaving out the part where his body's decomposition didn't match for how long he was outside in the desert for. Mm -hmm. I don't think an animal would have had to have done it. So if we're no. taking the possibility of abduction out of the picture, then I would be on board with you and say it would have to have been somebody on the base who would have killed him, but somebody who isn't like a normal military personnel who doesn't have any medical background. It would have to be somebody who maybe previously worked as a doctor who, or who had those skills before joining the military. Yeah, we got a, we got us a Dexter, an army Dexter. See, but it doesn't make very much sense to have only removed the tongue the eyes, the anus, and the genitalia. Hey, Em, don't kink shame people. Oh, my apologies. You, you never know, I guess. <laughs> you never Yeah, the know. aliens tied him up in some bondage ropes and dragged him up into the sky, <laughs> and he was like, goodbye forever. Oh I'm going to God. heaven. That's horrific. <laughs> that is horrific. Listen, everything about this is horrific. I can't. I don't even have an explanation for you, man. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I love when I hear your nervous laugh. It makes me excited. Um, oh I'm not God. done yet, though. So, though the grudge reports 1 through 12 have been declassified, along with report Wait. 14. Wait. Did what? they ever think that maybe he died because they called it the grudge reports? You know. And they fucking the summoned like, the grudge into up the demon? desert. Yeah. And he was like, oh, look, a snake and he was the fucking grudge. You know did what? Did they consider the risk? I don't think they did. Honestly, I feel like they were like, oh, boy, rockets. And it, that's that's all that happened. Well, if I was there, I would have put a stop to that nonsense. Well, yeah, because you'd be like, listen, we have no Bloody Mary on this military base and also no grudges. They've both been banned. Exactly. We don't want any of that bad juju. No bad vibes. Listen, no bad vibes. Um, okay, so... Though grudge reports 1 through 12 have been declassified, along with report 14, no official mention or accounting of report 13 exists. So the Lovett-Cunningham case remains unsubstantiated and no follow-up reports regarding the incident, 
if it in fact did happen, are available. While easily disregarded as fiction, the alleged 1956 New Mexico incident offers intriguing parallels to other reported mutilations, both in the past as well as the present. So in 1988, a body was allegedly found in the uh, Guarapuranga Reservoir in Brazil. Beautifully spoken, Em. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very eloquent. Um, according to reports, the victim had been dead for 48 to 72 hours, but there was no sign of decomposition. The eyes, ears, and tongue and genitalia had been removed, as had the digestive organs. Officials were never able to identify the victim. So that's like the only case that they have documented that reflects kind of what happened to to our fellow there. But that that's the only thing. Which okay. they do find bizarre that it reflects so closely. But again, very suspicious. This th- the report thirteen that quote unquote doesn't exist is what apparently com- uh, encompasses everything that they had found during that examination. How convenient. Yes, very convenient. So, widespread reports of livestock mutilation also contain similar details to the murders that I just discussed. So, since the early 1970s, incidents of mutilated cattle, sheep, horses, rabbits, deer, bison, and elk have been recorded. Or... Sad. Okay, so I just briefly reiterated what I started with there, but... There's more details to this. So basically, it encompasses all those animals as well as the same body parts that I had mentioned previously at the start of this episode, with often lacking jaw flesh, eyes, ears, tongues, lymph nodes, and genitalia. And then in 2009, the Denver Post reported four calves that were found mutilated in similar ways. And the NPR reported on a 2019 incident in Colorado in which five young purebred bulls mysteriously showed up dead drained of blood, and with body parts that had been cleanly excised. So excised meaning like surgically removed. So with the same cuts and and stylings of a surgical procedure, but with having those parts cleanly removed and not ripped out as a predator would. Sounds like a serial killer to me. Yeah, Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy, the, the cattle murderer. Aw, how rude of him. Put him in jail forever. Yeah, he should be. All right. So I got one more paragraph for you. Are you ready? I'm like, hey, I'm like put him in jail forever. And you're like, yeah, moving on. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say he shouldn't be in jail if this is a man killing people, animal, animals and people. Uh but, I mean, he's been living a long time if he's been killing animals and people <laughs> since 1606 is my only thing. He's ancient. He's a vampire. Put, give him a life sentence. Big brain vampire, doctor, murderer. Snake. You know what? I'm making it a book. <laughs> Professor Snape. We're the new Twilight. Oh my god. Can Stephanie Meyer, watch out. E.L. James, <laughs> who heard of you? Yeah, we're, we're coming. We're coming for your genre. Just you wait. <laughs> okay, but I'm We're so- writing the new fanfic. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my god. I have to send you this thing the other day. So I was talking with Victoria and she and I were talking about how there's the new Twilight book coming out. Just just to briefly sagu from my story since we're coming so close to the end. And she had looked up the different stories that Stephanie Myers has written. Did you know there's a gender-bended version of Twilight that she wrote? Yes, I did. You knew that? I knew. It I, got leaked. Read it? it got partially leaked. And then, so she didn't release it, but then E.L. James, the author of Fifty Shades, released her Bender Gent book um, before Stephanie could release hers. And now Stephanie Meyer has recently been in talks to release the book that she originally didn't release because the chapter got leaked. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. See, I was I never- had read the leaked chapter because... 
I feel like it was around the time that I was still interested in Twilight. It, I had to have been. I was going to say, I was I can't never remember. interested, so I definitely didn't even know this. And so uh, she read me like a little transcript and it's talking. It's like a scene where Charlie, like Bella's dad, if, you know, Bella was not Bella, but apparently somebody else was talking to his uh-huh. son. And it's the strangest thing I've heard in my life. It's like, hello there, son. <laughs> and it's talking about how, like, the main character is like, yeah, I could shave my glass or I could shave my beard looking at my mother because looking at my mother was like a per- a perfect picture of myself or something so bizarre. But apparently the, the female version of Edward is Edith. And I've just been sitting here thinking about that for like two days. <laughs> Just sitting with Edith. Yeah, Edith on the... I got Edith on my mind. Exactly. Yeah, okay. But listen, I am so, so close. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so... A lot of people lean towards aliens. Harney County Sheriff's Deputy Dan Jenkins told NPR. I know, a lot of people think he was abducted. Oh my god, are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm stressed. I know, so much anxiety. So, (laughs) one caller told us to look for basically a depression under the carcass because he had said that the alien ships will kind of beam the cow up and do whatever they're going to do with it, and then they just drop it from the sky. So numerous... What? Yeah, so numerous... How could they... Well, Do they even know Jen, what that would mean? They don't give a fuck about these cows, Jen. <laughs> Put them in jail! All the aliens need to go to fucking jail. I've already told you, vampire, doctor, murderer. <laughs> That's who we're dealing Snake. with. <laughs> Snake, alien, period. <laughs> Bella Swan, Edith. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, anyways. Um... So numerous reports of cattle mutilation uh, become in Western and Midwestern states in the 1970s that the FBI was asked to step in and investigate. But according to now declassified documents, they were unable to properly perform the task due to jurisdictional issues. So no official answer has ever been given to these strange and unsettling incidences. Of course. And they remain unresolved. How dare they? I know, but that is my story of the poor, poor murder, which is a crime. Don't you look at me like that. Of <laughs> Lavette and the uh, crime of killing um, animals that we care a lot about. And it's a, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mysterious. Hey, I'm not mad. You covered multiple crimes in this episode. Murder, animal cruelty, obstruction of justice (laughs) listen treason probably i've got it all man the cards they're up my sleeves i don't have because it's so hot in here but it's true (laughs) but yeah that that i guess brings me to the end of my story though wow yeah so if you guys like, you could follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, we are, as Jen so eloquently uh, spoke of in the beginning, also available on iHeartRadio now. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you know. Yes. We're pretty much there. Exactly. Just, and we- uh, th- there's only two that we're not available on. Because, um, I don't know why. It just, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But, I mean, most places you can find us. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. You have options. Um, oh, gosh. And then, uh. I just remembered we had Stitcher the other day. Oh, I remember that, too, when we got that email from them. And I was like, whoop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot to update our RSS feed so for those of you who don't know podcast that's basically how you guys listen to us on your various platforms and mm. we used to be hosted through someone different 
and I never updated that. So only our first two episodes were ever on Stitcher. So if you listen to us on Stitcher, we're there now. You have so much catching up to do if you're on Stitcher. Uh, Welcome (laughs) and good luck. future Stitcher people. Yes, yes. And then we do also have a Patreon if you would like to help us uh, be able to support our our uh, our show here and i think if you'd like to pay to hear us talk to one another thumbs up <laughs> yes please become one of our wonderful subscribers um and then you can also email us uh wheel of crime at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions or things to say um or videos or story suggestions yeah like like we say every week we love stories it doesn't matter who you are or what you want to talk about we're we're here for you and otherwise i do believe that is the end of our show until next week yes we have so enjoyed having you here yes men and telepathically i'll see you on the astral plane <laughs> oh my god we'll see you next week All right. Sounds good. This is Emily signing off. Bye, guys. Bye.